Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday, um, and uh, we need to uh, talk, keep talking about menopause and whether women should be allowed to go on leave because of it, because that's fun to talk about. Um, dolphin swimming's banned in the Bay of Islands. I'm sorry if that's what you were planning this weekend. It's off. Uh, the worst raffle prize ever, and uh, what is Dickie Mouse? We'll find out at the end of the podcast. But before any of that, let's talk suicide, fun star. But I just wonder, I just wonder whether we in the media all need to take a step back and realise that maybe we've got it wrong. Maybe the so-called newspaper campaigns to raise awareness was actually counterproductive. Maybe this professor was right all along that... Not so much to suggest to sweep it under the carpet, but not to be openly speaking about suicide as such. In fact, wonderful doctor, you will have known the name because she's very much well respected around the world, in fact, Dr. Sue Bagshaw, said, do not talk about suicide. Talk about the causation. Talk about why people feel so low. Talk about what they could be doing to connect with their communities. Talk what they could be doing to connect with each other. And I thought it was interesting when I heard Mike Hosking this morning challenge Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern on uh, the legalisation of pot. And even some text messages here this morning are saying, would we be opening up Pandora's um, box looking at you know, the legalisation of marijuana? I don't know. I'm not an expert. None of us are. All we can really do and speak of is how we collectively, as a community, as as weird as it sounds, try to deal with something like this. Because I think many of us now listening to this program this morning probably know of somebody um, who took their own life. Really sad. Jesus, hard to talk about it or not to talk about it. Uh, when you when you work at a place called News Talk ZB, I guess we're in favour of talking about it. That's uh, tricky. But that's what we do. We talk about tricky issues on this station, like menopause. The director of this trust has been trialling the scheme for three years. Women can take up to 12 days paid leave a year, if need be. So should such a scheme be brought in here? Well, in the three years the scheme's been trialled in Melbourne, only seven days cumulatively have been taken. So it's not something women seem to be desperate for or are grabbing at. So is it necessary? Can businesses afford to add menopause leave to paid parental leave, sick leave, bereavement leave, domestic violence leave, or are too many leave day options stacking up? Would women even actually take this leave? You could argue that it falls under sick leave provisions too. Well, the director of the Women's Trust in Melbourne says, no, it's not sick leave because menstruation's not a sickness. She says it's an important biological function of a woman's body and it deserves respect. And research shows women don't take enough care of themselves because they want to soldier on. Research in the Netherlands found women lose up to nine days productivity a year due to their cycle. So should they have the option of going home on full pay during these times? You could argue for some women it's worse than others. But does that mean that the provision should be offered? Well I think many would argue that for lots of workplaces equality is a pipe dream anyway and something like this would never fly. But should a modern workplace, which wants to value all people and to provide the most productive and safe workplace for everyone, not have policies in place to give women suffering menopause symptoms some paid time out? It's pause for thought. Or can we just work on some kind of cure? Um, That'd be good. Um, 
you know, so so women don't have to suffer from menopause. That'd be the ideal scenario. I would have thought, but I probably don't know what I'm talking about. That's usually the case. Uh, have you ever swum with dolphins? Uh, because if you never have, it looks like you never will. So this ban on swimming, why is it so desperately needed? Uh, we looked at several options, um, but really it all comes down to the fact we've got a declining number of dolphins visiting the Bay of Islands. Uh, we have high calf mortality and we have documented behaviour change with the dolphins, which means they're spending less time feeding and resting than they are when they're without boats. So we needed to take some critical action for the good of the population. Can we sheet this back to those who operate swimming encounters, though? What we can link it back to is vessel interactions around the dolphins. And the permits were up for review. And so this is a starting point for us in terms of increasing our protection for the population and is as a result of a long engagement with these operators as to how we can try and better protect the population. What's their reaction been? Uh, it's been a long process. We've talked a lot and um, they are positive about continuing to work with the department and we're working on different options that can mean that relationship's ongoing for the good of everyone and also the dolphins. What uh, guarantee, though, there is there, Kat, that uh, no swimming will see the bottlenose dolphin population rebound? We, there's never a guarantee uh, in these scenarios, but what there is here is a step in the right direction. And the unique situation we have with this decline with this population is it's not necessarily mortality. In fact, there are some indicators that it might be leaving the area. So if we can improve the conditions that the dolphins are encountering in the local area, there's every opportunity that they might come back to the Bay of Islands. So here's my question. What happens if you're just swimming, you know, minding your own business, and uh, suddenly dolphins come up to you and want to swim with you? Are you supposed to then swim away as fast as you can? Because I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure they're better at swimming than I am. And that if I tried to swim away from them and if they really wanted to swim with me, I mean, I don't know why they would, but I mean, who understands what goes on in the mind of a dolphin? Uh, What am I supposed to do? See what I'm saying? I'm sure that's likely to happen. Uh, let's move on to the worst raffle prize ever. I just wanted to relay a story back from the 60s when uh, I had a daughter who was in the marching, a little girl marching in the marching team. And uh, we lived in Wainui Amata. And, Gee, uh, you, live, marching... you, live, you live the dream, a marching team in Wainui Amata. This is as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the competition this particular Sunday was in Danny Virk. So threw the billy lids into the Vauxhall and away we went up to Danny Virk. And as usual, at these marching uh, things, you support, they usually run a few raffles, you know, so threw the old couple of couple of bob in there, a couple of florins in there, and bought a couple of raffle tickets, and they come around and said, oh, you won that, that hogget, that prime hogget, you won it. <laughs> you better come with us while we go and catch it. <laughs> so, so at the end of the story... I threw it in the boot of the Vauxhall and off we head back to Wainiamata and I stopped at Parramatta on the way home to get some giggle juice, some petrol. And in those days, they used to put it in the tank for you, you know. And uh, while the bloody guy was putting the juice in the Vauxhall there, the bloody sheep started barring and he thought I was being smart, eh? He'd give me a bit of lip. Wow, that's... Oh, so you, so you, took, you took it home alive? 
we did, yeah. Well, the Billy Lids didn't want it. They loved it. A <laughs> uh, lot going on there. Um, Billy Lids. Have, have we heard that one before? I don't know that we have. Um, Florins. Uh, people putting petrol in your car for you. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Dickie Mouse. Simon Barnett and Phil Gifford afternoons. Broadcasting live. Really? That's amazing. It's amazing. Thanks to Dulux. You for 2019 on Newstalk ZB. Okay, so look, my mouse that controls the computer here is Dickie. It's, I've got a faulty mouse. It's a mouse that's gone oh, rogue. Your mouse? I thought you said your mouse. No, my mouse has gone rogue. So we've got these computer mouses that fire off all the little bits and pieces like this music. Right, and then, but my mouse has gone feral, mate. It's, it, I don't know whether it's had some mouse poison, but it's, it's, it won't go where it's supposed to go, and that's a nightmare if you're trying to operate a computer. Can I just say, Simon? Yeah. You know, you're very fond of sayings, right? Yes. You often quote things, and that, yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> late father-in-law, Jan's father, who was the most practical man I've ever known in the whole of my life, he yeah. was a sore doctor. He had a, a, a ticket to drive a steam engine. There was nothing that Frank McCurdy couldn't do yes. in practical terms. And Frank often used to use this phrase, it's a poor workman that blames his tools. Blames his tools on it. <laughs> I just mention it. Just no. mention it in passing, not drawing no. any aspersions. Just mention it. No, I've got a dicky mouse, and I don't often confess to that. It's, <laughs> it's you don't want, to, you don't want to get that right. <laughs> a little mouse is a bit dicky, isn't yeah, it? I've got a very dicky mouse, but I don't like to brag. Anyways. Let's move on. Right. Now, here's an interesting discussion for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. You can always count on a good, solid a couple of minutes of... 12-year-old style humour uh, from Seinfeld. Well, that's what I've discovered from their show in the few months that it's been on here. I, and I love it. I'm Glee ZB. Uh, that has been used as ZB for another day. Uh, mostly 12-year-old humour here, actually. Now that I think of it. No wonder I love it so much. Uh, see you back here again for more of that tomorrow.